When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hour two of the Wednesday Lori and Julia program. Whoa, looking ahead at our notes here. We got Julia's random thoughts coming up. Some Hollywood speak. I think we're going to hear from Hugh Grant. Talk of, of about a hot priest, maybe, and even old foot faces coming up later. Oh, so, yes, we have is. all that to look forward to in hour two. <laughs> oh, my. Rocco, I like how you call him old foot face. <laughs> well, well I, I learned that from Laurie. <laughs> I know, that's, that's a good one. I kind of, that makes me happy that you use it, though. Yesterday, she called him big foot face, and I thought for a second she was referring to big, you know, like he looked like no, a Sasquatch. No, but just he's got a big foot. You know, some people have big, wide feet. Yeah. And he's got a big, wide face that does match the big, wide foot yeah. thing. Image. I would say he does. And the hot priest. We were just talking yesterday about the hot chef from Emily in Paris, yes. Luke Bravo. Luca Bravo and Andrew Scott from Fleabag. The hot priest oh. is 44 today. Oh. Just FYI. Happy birthday, Andrew Scott. Another one of your younger imaginary boyfriends <laughs> I have for you in the celebrity so world. I have so many. I've got to start a list. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm starting a list now of trying to figure out who the heck the publishers are so I can keep that other Donnie part oh, of my I'm job. Oh, I'm keeping... Don't worry oh. about that. We'll, we'll we'll remember who all your celebrity... You are. You have a list. You've got oh, yeah. a spreadsheet I've got mine, me. and I've got right. yours, and they're all filed but away. But one of my favorites we're going to talk about is Hugh Grant. Oh, my gosh. He's so cute. He's, well, del- here, he's delicious. He is Lori. delicious. And he's had um, a facial or something because they've turned <laughs> over his... Old skin that I saw when he was promoting the gentleman, and it's he's just gotten like a it's good amazing what a facial can do for a microdermabrasion yeah, and microderm- a, glyga- yes. a glycolic peel. His wife just said, You do not need to be this rough looking, darling. Do you remember at the SAG Awards when he's standing right next oh. to me, and someone from the SAG Awards decided to do the um questioning and emceeing, mm-hmm. and I'm standing right next to Hugh Grant. Grant and I can't And you were silent. I can't I could barely I couldn't stand it. I couldn't ask this man who's been since four weddings and a funeral right. the most adorable, dorky, romantic lead mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, we love him. And I couldn't say a word. And, that was and, horrible. And he was uncomfortable. He doesn't like doing really. You can tell he didn't like he doing a red carpet. He just yell at him and tell him he was hot. He would and have been we so did much. Tell him that after, did. after the SAG people were done talking to him. I was so him. upset. And then we felt bad for his wife because she was so badly dressed yes. for the occasion. She looked it's like. It's always unfortunate when. <laughs> she looked like um, she was an assistant to a publicist of a C-list person who was presenting. I was in agony for her. <laughs> she didn't know that really... Hugh could have called somebody. 
I don't. I wonder how that's all going to work out in the future. The styling and stuff. Yeah. It's. You think it's all going to come back? I mean, you know, yeah. I, I I feel like we're at the beginning of the end. Yes. Okay. What a great <laughs> way to put that. All right. Okay. So here's a question, though. Okay. With that being said. That we're at the beginning of the end? Yeah. With that being said, do you guys want to watch? Because it was interesting. You know, like Dolly Parton was on Stephen Colbert last night. And just they couldn't have been happier to see each other, even though it was via Zoom. Because some... Shows people have been in person. Yes, they have. You know, on Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel has had people, and um, I don't know if Fallon has, but boy, Fallon looks so good with his long hair and so relaxed. So Stephen Colbert. Yes, these guys all look good with their long hair and they're relaxed. Yeah, like it, it, it. Like they finally have gotten away from the Johnny Carson late night in a suit. Now I know Kimmel's back in a suit, but. He's so, he's been very funny and whatever, but yeah. he's decided to embrace that. But it, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they've shaken up that. I love it. Late night thing. Um, anyway, but okay, do you, so so watching, you know, Dolly Parton and Stephen Colbert and, you know, Stephen confessed to her, you know, I got to say, Dolly, I'm under a lot of stress right now. And you just got under my trip right out because she sang a little song she for did. him. That is my, her mom used to oh, sing to her. so cute. Do you have it? Cute. I do have it if you want. All right, yeah, let's just hear it. Okay. Uh, but I remember many songs. Come on, YouTube. Oh, no. Oh, well, that's right. Come anyway, on. she sang this song, Bury Me Beneath the Willow Tree. Yeah. And it was just, but they were just so cute together. And Dolly's got her book coming out and talked about songwriting. And again, you know, every time she ever talks about something, even if she's talked about it a million times. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like she said, you know, when I heard Whitney sing, I Will Always Love You, this little song I had written, really, it was about Porter Wagner. She said what she did that, how she sang that song, what she did with it was so different than I sang it. Right. You know, right. and like it's one of her favorites. So she had three favorite songs. Yeah, the coat of many colors. She just said hands down. But this was just last yeah. night. She was just saying again to him. And did she say yeah, that about the coat the of many colors? Yeah, at the end she said, "And I will always love you." She said is one of my favorite songs because you can re- sing it really small, mm-hmm. but you can sing it really big. And then mm-hmm. another one called um, "Down from Dover." Yeah. So I, we could just watch Dolly. Okay, just so what's be, your question though? Oh, so my question is, do we want to watch television shows with pandemic storylines at this time? No. Mm -mm. Okay. That's why I think like Emily in Paris was so perfect. Mm -hmm. It was 100% escapism. Ratchet. Same thing in another weird direction. Right. No, I, well, this is us is going to be doing this when it comes back. They're going to have a, a little panty. You pandemic. Know. Well, there's this show called, and I haven't watched it yet. I think it just came out last week, Social Distance, which is on Netflix. And it's basically a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a drama and it is about, um, and there's also a show uh, on NBC called Connecting, which is like going to be all about the, um, reminded about everything that's going on, but the Netflix, Social Distance, an anthology dramedy that premiered Thursday. And it's all about, you know, what's happening right now. No. And so is this connected. connected. I'm sick of the news right now. Mm-hmm. And Rocco, you're so right. No, we mm-hmm. just don't. 
I have no desire to see it on my Zero. screen either. Zero. The zilch. one that a lot of people were talking about, what's the one with John Cusack that's on Amazon Prime? Oh. A lot of people were just like, no, this is not what we need No, right it now. didn't. Oh, mm-mm. and that's a Jillian Flynn, oh, the Utopia, too. right? Utopia, yes. that's Jillian Flynn. Yeah, we don't want that one. And um, that, uh, anyway, there's now Love in the Time of Corona is coming to Freeform. There's another show called Coastal Elites. Which is coming, which is all about now. And it's, I don't know if it's, they're filming this stuff because uh, they're having to put quarantine, you know, do all these, co- like Idris Elba's production just got shut down. They're filming it in New Mexico. It's called The Harder They Fall because like two or three people came down with COVID. So the whole set had, so when they're going out on location, how they're doing it, like the Riverdale, they're just all isolating for four months by themselves. Well, the bubble, the MBA bubble, mm-hmm. that, and I mean, there is a way to do it because like NBA did it. Yeah, didn't no, have we're one not saying case. that. It's the right. cost. It's the cost. Sure. So 100%. The, then over on, I think Rolling Stone uh, had a thing, peak TV is over that people have gotten so used to having so much great TV at their fingertips and uh, we feel like we have a lot, but Production has come to a crash, mm-hmm. and the stuff that we're going to be getting is going to be a lot of pandemic storylines because that's how they're filming it under the things. And I'm just like, I don't know if people want to watch it. You guys, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm ready because um, Hallmark Channel did send out their True. holiday movie list, and it starts right now. I mean, there's 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 holiday in October, right? There's a holiday in November. They so, they are way ahead of filming. Yeah. I bet they had. To, I wonder how many Lori Loughlin movies they had to scrub from. She the schedule. really isn't in movies. She no. was in the TV show. Okay, the TV she show. She do didn't the do the movies. No, the movies is like uh, Sarah Hart or someone yeah, else. Joan, Joan Hart. Hart. And, you know, some other people. She's not in our movies, Larry. Yeah, all right. My mom uh, loves watching the Hallmark for the distraction and the You know where it's going to end, so it doesn't have any anxiety, and it's just a lovely story. Right, all right. There's a problem. They meet. How are they going to fall in love? And then they fall in love, and then it's over. Yeah. It's, like, perfect. No questions asked. No anxiety. So, ixnay to the pandemic story. 100%. For right at this moment, we're 100%. not ready for it. We're still no. dealing with it, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, right. We're <laughs> right in in it. And we're at the beginning of the end. The end. That's right. We'll be right <laughs> back with random thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, people, if you're wondering what Reese Witherspoon is doing, Legally Blonde, the original, had a reunion and a reunion, their online Zooming thing. And um, she was and Luke Wilson was in the bottom corner and Reese Witherspoon in a bright pink shirt was in the middle. Um, She says the one thing that they always people do the most and want to talk about the most is the bend and snap. Yes. Bend. And snap, mm-hmm. Ben, and we we were very good at that. Yes, um, they also always. Um, she was asked by her old boyfriend, Reese Witherspoon's character was, and she's so young and legally blonde. When they show how long ago this movie was done, she said she is always asked. People are asked her to say like like it's hard. Like when she got into Harvard too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And people always come up to her like it's hard. 
And she said that's the number one movie out of all of her movies that people always want to talk about is Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde and we know it. Mindy Kaling is producing, executive producing, and writing Legally Blonde 3. Yes. That's going to be right. coming out that's some right. years in the future. But now, if you wanted to drink the cocktail that Reese Witherspoon is making on Instagram, it's called a Fuzzy Apple. And what it is is Aperol. Which is like a Aperol um, spritz. I've had that. Yes, but it's it's, champagne. it's a red liqueur kind mm-hmm. of. You put um, it in champagne. You put it in champagne like a, with prosecco and yes. a little soda water. So it's Aperol, a little apple cider, prosecco, and a little soda water. You don't like it? What? 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 When? Uh, I hate prosecco. I hate that. It's so sweet. I just why can't you just get the good champagne? I or, like prosecco. Do you, you like you it? Don't, I right. don't like it. I don't like it. All right, Dawson's Creek is coming to Netflix. People soon. People have been wondering where the hell's Dawson Creek. Mm-hmm. It's going to be streaming without their song. Whatever the beginning song was for you, Dawson Creek people. Oh. I have no idea what it was. Though. Yeah, you knew it. It's a sad, sappy song. You would have loved it. I would have loved it, but I never watched Sarah, that show. But, but you know the song. Rocco, look up with the theme song. Uh, I don't want to wait, wait for you for our love to be over. Oh, I do know that. Yeah, I you love that song. Anything sappy I like. The new sappy song is from Mount Joy, M-T-J-O-Y, mm-hmm. and it's called Julia. <laughs> I made Lori listen today. My friend, my friend sent it to me. I like it. It's Mm -hmm. good. Okay, so if you want to feel skinny, and Lori, I know you've always worried about this. Like, what day should you weigh yourself during the week? What day do you guys think is the day of the week where you weigh the least amount? Mm, I'm gonna Wednesday. I'm gonna say Thursday. It's Friday. Friday. I almost said Friday. Friday. So you keep putting on perfume. Mm -hmm. I can smell it. It's through the plexiglass. Yeah. Okay. Mm Okay. I, there's a bad smell in here, and I'm trying to get what rid of it. What is it? Somebody uh, left some kind of a lunch uh, <laughs> apparatus in the garbage. In the garbage, and uh, all right, okay, because it smells. Mm-hmm. You do smell a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, just thinking. Weigh yourself on a Friday morning. You can fluctuate. Your weight can fluctuate by as much as five to six pounds in a day, depending on your water yeah. intake. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday is the day of the week in the morning where you get your most accurate read. The worst is a Sunday night. Oh, of course. The My worst gosh, time yeah. to weigh yourself is a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So, and then do it in the morning, you know, if you want to feel good about that number. Um, now, you've, you weren't here, Rocco, and you weren't here, but I... Talk more about food when you're gone, Lori, because you don't you're not as interested in it. That, no, that is ice false dispersions. Ice cream. Right ice there. cream. Because okay. you ice don't care cream. about ice cream because it hurts your teeth. Well, I many a times have pulled up to a McDonald's where their um McFlurry machine is broken. Mm-hmm. Well, the people from McDonald's are, are doing something. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. And finally about it, I feel vindicated. So franchise franchisees are taking the broken ice cream machine issue into their own hands because there's an official Twitter account. Because I don't know if this happens to other people. Most times I go, the McFlurry machine doesn't work. Yeah. It's like 
it's a crisis when that's all you're going for. Right. And um, the people in the franchises are sick of their machine always breaking down. So Rocco, was it wasn't just me. Does it look like I have a caring expression <laughs> on my face right now? At all. <laughs> he doesn't care at all. But I That's pretend the last to time care. You had a McFlurry, Lori. I love them. I've never had one. I don't think I have either. I get two at a time. Yeah, I've never had. And one. then I pretend to put one in the Why freezer. Why are they and so great? Later. Is it just a shake? Done. It's a shake with a crumped up Oreo on it, or it's a shake with Reese's pieces, or they had um, shamrock shake uh, yeah, with yeah. Mint, with Oreos in it. It's, someone just does the work for right. you. Right, got it. Got and the it. and there's not that many Dairy Queens around anymore. Again, Rocco, does it, it seem like a caring expression that you see you on my face be... through the window? <laughs> You're so mean. It's not right. called, the segment's not called Things Lori Finds Interesting. No, it's no. Because the rest of the show That's is right. that. That's right. I get like 10 minutes. That's and not, not even 10, I get sex. Okay, so, all right. So, I know this... I don't know, Wacko, are you a candlelight guy? I mean, do you like to have bright lights on when you're eating your food so you can see it? What a question. I mean, Lori, do you? Um, I don't have a lot of candlelight dinners at home, if that's what you're asking. Well, I'm just saying, do you dim the lights? I mean, Lori, do you like to see your food when you're eating it? Really? It depends on, you know, where I'm eating. How about that? And whom I'm eating with. All right, fine. Is this about a candlelit McFlurry? It, doesn't that sound good? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. No. That sounds, I haven't had ice cream in, like... A long time. Um, dim romantic lighting can actually make your food taste worse, according to a new study, because food is a multi-sensory experience. Mm-hmm. So you enjoy your food more if you see it. Yeah. Well, I will. I will agree with that because I had dinner in the with, dark with Kurt and Stephanie and Casey in this <laughs> famous cave restaurant in Playa del Carmen, which I was skeptical. <laughs> about going underground and in a wet cave for dinner. I didn't care how old it was. <laughs> I was expressing a great deal of hesitation. I, I thought, can't, as one does. As one does. <laughs> and when we got in there, not only was it dark and had a moldy smell, Ish. but there was water dripping off all of the walls and we really could not see the food. And what we smelled were the walls of the, the, mold. the cistern cavern-like restaurant that we were in. I was... Miserable. I wanted I wanted to I wanted to leave the minute I got there. Right. The minute I got there and smelled it, I was just like, this is not I'm Who not wants a cave. To eat eater. In a mildew room? Well, I it like humid. It, it, it was the place and like supposedly this that you know Stephanie I researches know. food. Yes, I know. Jeez. <laughs> I that just doesn't sound good. But to yeah, me. I could not see my food. It was so disturbing. And then the plink 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 of the water. <laughs> And then that slightly smell. smell, you know, kind of bat and wet. And, that you know, that sounds horrible, Lori. Yeah. Kind Where of. Where was this? In Plato Carmen, okay. this famous, famous place. You know, they have all those, whatever they call them. The, the caves. I've swam the in those. Waters, yeah, whatever they're underneath called. there. They the have a crystal certain waters or Yeah. Them. They have a name. That the because Grand Canyon underground, something like upside that. down Grand Canyon. Yeah, but the whole thing is like a big. I can't aquifer. imagine eating in that. Well, I mean, I like swimming in it or visiting it. Julia, I'm going to steer you away from it anytime <laughs> you ask me. <laughs> All right, what do we got coming well, up? Your oh, boyfriend, right. Grant. <laughs> I think you guys are talking about cenotes. Cenotes. Oh, yes. Thank you. Hanging out with us. It's Wednesday. It's not snowing. <laughs> right. 
That was so surreal yesterday. Oh, my I just like had a flashback. Like the drive of, home was hard. Did it take you a long time? Well, and and there's this big bus that was driving really fast, and when the oh, slush comes and hits your car, car, I felt like I was being shot at. I mean, yeah. it was just hit so Bam, hard. It hit so hard, yeah. And I'm like scared, and I couldn't see, and I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. get away, get I know away. It. I know, Rocco, would take you a while to get home. I live pretty close, but yeah, I felt like, ooh, I better not it, drive so fast. Uh, you know, you don't know if the the roads were icy or not. They right. were icy. Lori's commute went from seven minutes to eleven. How about what's your <laughs> yeah. what's your commute? Mine's only about ten, twelve minutes. Oh, it's pretty you guys. good. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say what mine was. Yeah, I it, bet an hour. No, it wasn't that oh, bad. Okay. It actually wasn't that bad. All right, good. but it was a good thirty-five. 40. All right. Well, yeah. we've been. Um, I got to listen to us again on the replay. Oh, well, how lovely for you! I critiqued. Did you us. enjoy it? I did. Oh, good. I'm glad you didn't come today with any critiques. <laughs> No notes. No notes. I've got them. I'm sharing them with you in the meeting later. All right, go on. Okay, so uh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant, we've been seeing trailers. I swear Donnie posted a trailer of this show probably last January about this show because it was right when Big Little Lies was finishing up, you know, their second season and then the news that Nicole Kidman was doing another project that David E. Kelly had done, like he did with Big Little Lies, took a book and did the screenplay, and she was going to be starring with Hugh Grant, whom she has known for uh, 25 years, but they have never worked together on screen. Wow, and they're friends. They are friends. And um, so Entertainment Tonight uh, and uh, he was Hugh Grant was on GMA this morning. Entertainment Tonight talked to Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. And it's a it's going to be on HBO. It's only six episodes. So and it's called The Undoing. It's called The Undoing. It starts this Sunday night on HBO. And then I think when it airs on HBO, then you can, like a day or two later, see it if you have HBO Max. Okay, so here's what Lori's all worried about, Racco. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, do you have HBO? I have access to HBO, yes. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, and then we sort of talked about this the other day, about because mm-hmm. it used to be you could get, the, what's the HBO? Um, Max. But what's what was their little standalone? It was it like it's, Showtime has any time. Yeah, it was, it like was HBO a, on Demand or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could get that on Roku, and then one day they said, "No, you can't, and you can't get HBO Max on Roku, but you can get standalone HBO." Which I I don't know. Right. Either way, the only way for me to get HBO to my TV is to go through this ring of roll and and airplay it from like an iPad. Well, so you Have don't you guys, subscribe to HBO. You don't um, pay a bill in part of your Comcast. Somebody includes... in my family does. Oh, okay, got and it. I have that password. Oh, okay. Well, so you're so you're figuring it out. But I it, am, but it's a real workaround. I don't know if you've tried. Yeah, it. no, I. No, because I just have HBO. Julia doesn't have it anymore, but I know like on Lovecraft Country. COVID has been rough. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Lovecraft mm-hmm. uh, Country has been uh, taking the number one spot like on HBO Max. It's got like 10 million. It's been hugely successful for both ABC or HBO considers both as a cable, you know, like yes. premium thing and for people signing up because... On the digital side, they had like, because it's a freshman series and it just had the finale, but um, they had like a 90% increase from the season premiere of HBO Max signups for just looking at Lovecraft really? Country. Did you like that show? It was 
it was creative. It was action packed. It had it was like the CW on steroids really? because it was you know HBO. So I mean, the special effects were incredible. The story writing it's it's sci fi supernatural. Yes, it was called HBO Now, Rocco. Oh, yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, and a fantastic cast and just really, really clever storytelling. So HBO Max, people have signed up for it because they wanted Lovecraft Country. I don't know what they're expecting with the undoing. I think this just satisfies longtime HBO customers or whatever. It's only six uh, parts, but it's directed by Susan Beer, who... She's directed Big Little Eyes. Oh, okay. And written by David E. Kelly. And it's based on this book called You Should Have Known. Gene Hamp that, that- Horlitz. It's the story of a privileged couple living in New York City whose marriage is upended by a shocking death and the many revelations that follow. So that's what it's about. And they're Grace and Jonathan Frazier. And they're long in love, but they're kind of out of touch with each other. Got it. Okay. So uh, anyway, it's uh, it, it's getting really good reviews. Here's Hugh Grant just talking to the GMA crew um, uh, live from London okay. with a, a nice screen of like uh, the Thames and London. The you know London Tower in the background, but he's in good spirits. All right. So I know you've been living out quarantine with your your family and young kids back at home in London. How's it going? Well, uh, I have no complaints. I'm one of the lucky ones. Uh, You know, having said that, I'm quite old and my children are very young, (laughs) and I can't say that's entirely easy. But I've uh, you know. There's been bonuses. I've learned to cut hair. I started by cutting my daughter's Barbie's hair out of sheer boredom. And I discovered I was extremely talented. And then I started cutting my children's hair, whether they wanted a haircut or not. I used to strap them to a, a chair and just cut their hair. Thanks for being I'm so for honest about quarantine. To cut today, yeah, we appreciate your honesty on that one. And you've said that you found yourself turning into your father. So what kind of dad would you say you are? I would say I'm enchanting, but I don't know what the, the children would say. Um, I do have some of my dad's traits. He was ex-army and lovely, lovely, but suddenly out of nowhere the most terrifying bark would come. And uh, I, I notice I, I do that. It makes all the kids cry. It makes my wife cry. It makes the neighbors cry. <laughs> bark. George Semphalos, he always is funny. He's, Even when he had to sit on the couch with... David Letterman, or I think it was um, Jay yeah. Leno, after he picked up the transgender oh, person yeah, yeah, yeah. prostitute, and he yeah. sat on the couch with him. He's it's always, always funny. funny, and and apparently he, I can't remember what show I saw him say this time, but he feels revitalized. Like in this character, he's playing a charming guy with a dark side, and he is really enjoying being a curmudgeon. Not that's different, oh. yeah. Because he's still he's super. Like when you look at him in this thing, you're like, oh, that guy is a dreamboat. You know, a man of a certain age of a certain wealth. You can see how he would have no problem, uh, you know, getting away with things. Mm-hmm. For the record, I think it was Eddie Murphy that had the transgender. Thank you. 
prostitute. No, but, but he, transvestite. He picked yeah. up a no, transvestite but, but, on the Hollywood Hugh Boulevard. Grant, Hugh Grant, maybe just his Divine Brown. Divine Brown, okay. that's right. Mm-hmm. I know because I wrote I wrote a trivia question for the one of the morning shows yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, okay. he getting good reviews, and so that starts on Sunday night, and um, they're just absolutely darling together, and. Um, Hugh seemed to really, you know, he really liked working with David E. Kelly. I mean, he said the script was just great. Oh, how fun. Well, look what he did with Big Little Eyes. I know. He's you know? so, so, so good. Okay, what do you make of this? Dominic West, the guy who was spotted making, making out with L- Lily James. Not his wife. Not his wife. He's from The Wire and The Affair. His wife, Catherine Fitzgerald, flew alone to Ireland to her family's castle Mm -hmm. um, that she has where she has to stay there because it's two-week quarantine. Right. Did she bring her four kids? She brought nobody. She traveled alone. She she traveled alone. And because I really expected when I saw those photos, you know, I was like, oh, they're just going to not say anything about it. And then 100%. like 24 hours after the photos were Dominic West and his wife did a stage popper uh, photo call with complete a with a note. note that everything was fine in their marriage. Right. And it was just uh, 50 shades of awkward and cringe and you couldn't even believe it. And they kissed for the camera and the paparazzi. And then, so she must have the next day just got up. And I mean, left. how he convinced her to do that. Maybe Lily called, maybe the director called. That is some serious, gaslighting happy dancing to talk about it but when the dust all settled and then just two days ago the photos of them making out on the tram in to to or the little bus that you take the jitney to take to out at heathrow to get on oh, your so transit new, pictures, la- new came? pictures came out oh i didn't know that Lori. yes two days ago of them making out on the you know how you take the little yeah, the little shuttle. The, the little monorail, shuttle? The monorail. Well, not a monorail, but like you take an actual little shuttle bus in some of the European... I haven't been. Lori, you're much more traveled than we are. Okay, but they are making out like crazy on this small little... It's like, it's the size, a uh, small size of a, like what School you get bus? for... Uh, no, like when you take uh, to go get your car. A small one well, of those. A van. Uh, Cut to the chase about the kiss, please. Yeah, so I'm just they're like kissing. To figure this they're, out. They're kissing. They're kissing to. Uh, that Does it happens. use gasoline or is Was it like eco friendly? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> anyway, she realizes she's been gaslit and he's lied to her. And she, because when these next pictures came out, they're now nuzzling like crazy, clearly just, not practicing for their role, oh. which is probably what. They told her oh. because when you get the director and the co-star that you're making out with all to say it was all rehearsal for the movie that you're doing, that it wasn't real. And then the makeout photos show up of the two of you with your hands all over each other mm-hmm. right in such a public way. And Dominic, uh, so she goes, uh, a source told the Daily Mail, she's here, she's trying to get some uh, rest. She's absolutely devastated at these newest pictures, and their story will inevitably have a sad ending. So I take it the source is her mom. But the wire, Dominic West came out. He actually responded to the Daily Mail. He did and not. This is what he said. He did not. Okay. He said, she's on a work trip. She's gone by herself. When asked if they're still together, Dominic laughed and said, of course, we are very much together. Our relationship is fine. 
And then when asked about the Jitney photos, he said, it's nobody's business. So smug. Laughs. We're very much together, isn't he? He's a dink. Uh, He's humiliating her by even answering these questions. 100%. I do not. Lily James. Now, Lily James is supposed to be. Unfallon. Jimmy Fallon tonight. So we'll see. She's the second guest. We'll see if she shows up. I don't think she will. Okay. I mean, when they're using words like, I mean, she's her movie is not getting good reviews, Rebecca. Rebecca, and of course it's up, you know, Alfred Hitchcock did this movie, nominated multiple Academy Awards, Joan Fontaine started it, people are just like, they're calling it plotty and garden variety and turgid and dumb and dull, but sometimes entertaining. <laughs> So it's a one. So would you go on any? I mean, why? Why even doing any interviews? That's what I say That's to Lily true. James. That's true. That's what I say. All right, listen, we're going to get to Hollywood speak. So what are you trying to say? Hollywood, Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of this? Julia, uh, things are so bad over on Ellen's show as far as the audience staying away in droves that she's changing the conversation by changing her hair. And it <laughs> debuted this week. And You have um, to look at the picture, Rocco. Please, I did, yeah. Okay. It, please describe the hair-versation that she's you know trying she to, to like change. You know what she looks like because I, I don't have on my glasses and it's far enough away. She looks like Christy on Bravo, the guy. The way oh, her hair, Chrisley, Chrisley, Chrisley. She looks like Mr. Chrisley. Yeah, Chrisley. from that guy. The way it's slicked back like that, mm-hmm. sticking up. And yeah, I was gonna say Max Headroom. Maybe yes, that's that too. Dated. Yes, mm-hmm. but what we I, we get the context. We were around. I know. <laughs> Frankie like Grande, eighty-two or three. Yeah, it's very. Um, you think if we changed our we no, yeah. but I mean it's, it's so funny. funny that that like someone said okay we'll give the illusion that you're nice and people aren't afraid to look at you by giving you a high happy um, look <laughs> so you kind of look like you're in first grade and you kind of look it like really is. fresh and innocent because she looks so uh, frowny when she was at Aww. home. And un- clearly unhappy and happy that she was having to broadcast from her home and everyone was getting to look out her picture window. <laughs> oh, it is a funny hairstyle. It doesn't, I, I, I thought it was a joke. Because <laughs> she does a lot of joke stuff and it looks no, like it's a joke. I, yeah, no, you know? she's really like... Well, you gotta I don't do know what, what you the, gotta do. Well, I mean, the, the the they don't, no one seems to be talking from her show or there mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be any leaks, but the audience isn't there. Is it still falling? It's like, yeah, it lost 40% of its audience. Ellen lost 40% of her audience from a year ago. Wow. That that's, stayed a, away. that's huge. That's a huge number, especially when 230 people work on that show. And when so many people are at home. Yeah. And have an opportunity to watch television. Yeah. Yep. So okay. anyway, okay, Susan Sarandon was uh, giving an interview. I never heard this story okay. before. Uh, she's talking about, of course, that classic movie, 1987, The Witches of Eastwick, starring herself, Cher, and Michelle Pfeiffer, and Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. And um, so she's uh, talking in this interview, and she... If you remember, she played the dowdy witch. She was the teacher, the dowdy yes, teacher. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and um, 
She was originally, though, supposed to play the share role, the sexy sculptress. And why didn't she play that? Because Cher wanted it. Because Cher was better at it. Here's what she said. Okay. Cher sort of muscled her way into that oh, part. Oh, Susan. Susan, um, Susan, you don't mess with Cher. And then she said, no, that was the screenwriter said, well, Cher muscled her way into that part. And Sarandon said, well, that's John. He and Cher had a past, you know, something. So that was another element. So she's saying... Basically, she was screwing John Peters, well, so she got to have listen, the better role. Well, but she got they got along because apparently John Peters was just such an a hole on the set of that that Michelle Pfeiffer, Susan Sarandon, and Cher all bonded because the director quit a couple times. John Peter um, apparently like threw things, and he was a very volatile guy, and so they just decided to stick together. The three women, uh, yeah, and they I get did it. end yep. up really having fun a fun time yeah yeah but i think it all worked out because i think sure they were each good in their roles i can't remember it laurie these halloween movies that come up oh, i yeah. mean like hocus pocus right. you Have know you ever seen i saw it back in the day and i don't remember it blowing me away no no i almost used it for the upcoming um jeopardy we're gonna have in a few oh, minutes okay and then i was like you know what I bet you don't even really remember what this movie was. No. Yeah, what's the plot? Do you remember? No. There's- He's the devil. Jack Nicholson is the devil, and he basically has these three women who are doing anything for him. I mean, it's really probably quite sexist. It, it should sounds- be reversed or something it, right. or something like that. I I just I remember going to see it in the theater because there, there wasn't anything I wouldn't go watch with Sharon. Sharon. Mm-hmm. You know, because she right. was really on a roll in the 80s. Yes, she was. Starting with she, Come back to the dime, dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, Mass, Silkwood. Silk wow, and I was just looking up. It was directed by the guy that did Mad Max and Mad Max Fury Road, George Miller. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it, it it crashed. It did not do what it was supposed to. It disappointed critics, and the audience didn't get it. But if you liked any of the actors right. involved... You'd, you'd go see, you'd go it, see anyway. it anyway. All right. Okay, Anthony Mackie is giving... Who's that, Larry? He's an actor. Um, oh, you might know him from um, Avengers. You would know him if you see him, Anthony Mackie, and... Um, All right, I know who he is. Yeah, I you totally know who he is. You're looking... Yeah, he's looking been in a lot of movies. Lots and lots and yeah, lots of stuff. So good he's, looking guy. He's giving an interview and talking about how... Uh, when he met Chadwick Bo- uh, Bozeman. And he said, he said, you know, he was the same dude every time I saw him after that. And he never changed his phone number. A lot of cats can't say that. And they met in 1998. That's cool. Can you imagine, yeah. though? Yeah, that's cool. Think about it, you guys. You, We all might have our same phone numbers for when we had start, you know, got us a, a cell phone. our very first cell phone number. But think about somebody who becomes famous. Like, you have to change your phone number just to get away from some of the people who won't leave you alone. Who I'm trying they to change you. my email address right now. Are you? <laughs> Without any success. I really am. But I'm, don't, you know what I'm saying? That Do you know how hard that, I mean, like, that's really saying something to about who Chadwick is that he did Well, get. he seems like that's who he would be. But Julia, just the fact, please yeah. pay respect to the fact that he died in 2020 and had the same phone number all those years. I guess I didn't even think that people, I guess I, that never but fame. Uh, I just think famous people change their phone number maybe a lot. 
They might have to change it sometimes after a movie that they've done and, you know, as a way of getting in touch with each other. Yeah. Well, isn't that what... Um, it's how you get rid of McConaughey people. McConaughey was sort of talking the other day. Like, yeah. once he got famous... Oh, yeah. yeah. He never talked to strangers again. again. Right. Just, I just thought you would have been more in awe of that, but that's okay. I guess I'm not, because I think there's so many ways you can just block people, and then you're, you don't have to change your number. Mm. Why All are you right. trying to change your email address? It's a long story. Okay. The same long story I'm, that you don't... I'm, I'm going to tell you. You couldn't Hollywood speak for Chadwick. You couldn't I give d- him the love. I couldn't, because I didn't think that was that big of a deal. Okay, how about this? Matthew McConaughey <laughs> turned down $14.5 million to make another rom-com movie. What does that mean? He doesn't need the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's rich. Got, he's got he's, F he's got money, money to burn. He doesn't care. He totally doesn't care. He, and doesn't he said care. that's what gave way to the McConaughey. Yes, of course. He didn't work for two years. Mm-hmm. He was really done with. Remember how good Mud was? He was. So I great never saw that. that. Oh, that's a good. Movie. I never Did saw you see Mud. That, Rocco? No Mud. I don't know what that is. Remember how good Ghosts of Girlfriend Past was? Uh, yeah, Mud. <laughs> Mud's kind of a coming of age story about a kid and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it's, it's, it, was it was supposed to be really it was good. good. It was good. Anyway, yeah, he turned down uh, fourteen and a half million in twenty ten. Couldn't make another one. Good for him. Good for him. When we come back, it's time for Pop Culture Jeopardy. Yay. Yay. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.